The following story is a compilation of real experiences from three siblings of the Stanmore family. The incidents took place between 1996 and 2003. Tustin, California, formerly a boggy marshland, referred to as Swamp of the Frogs by the locals, was much later drained and a U.S. military operation in which Tustin may be most well known for was built. The two enormous blimp hangars residing where the Marine Corps Air Station used to be, which closed in 1999. The Tustin suburbs were usually quiet, the people were friendly, and the community was diverse. The Stanmores had lived there for 12 years already and were raising three children a girl and two younger boys. The oldest sibling, the only sister, and now a teenager, was having a sleepover and couldn't wait to try out her new game with her friends, a Ouija board. After her three friends had arrived, it was already dark, and the Stanmores retreated to their bedroom to give the girls some privacy. They giggled and joked about how they were going to talk to a ghost as they set up a protective circle of candles around them. They then prepared the board as they had learned from occult movies. Following the preparations, the four girls sat around the board with frightful anticipation and slowly all put their fingertips on the planchette to begin their seance. At first, their invitations for conversation from the other side go unanswered, until finally they receive a response. The entity identifies itself as a young boy. When the girls ask for details about the boy's life, they would only get a series of letters making no sense until the girls asked the boy how he had died. Attic and axe were the only two words to be spelled out. As the girls sat in silent fear surrounded by their candles of protection, the lights in the entire house suddenly flickered and all of the candles were blown out. They were blown out as if there was a force of wind originating from the center of the Ouija board, traveling outwards in all directions. The girls all began to scream, and some even cried. When the father of the household burst into his daughter's room to learn what was occurring, he found the four girls huddled together on the bed, still yelling in terror. The father wasn't able to get a response or explanation, so he took the Ouija board, thinking the girls must be watching too many scary movies. The Ouija board was put away, but the experiences would continue. A couple months had passed when the father and the oldest sibling of the Stanmore family were away on a class trip. The two younger siblings, having to share a room for so long, were elated to have the option of sleeping in separate rooms. The youngest was most excited, as his brother had a tendency to snore and talk in his sleep, which kept him up throughout the night. When it was time for bed, the youngest sibling was disheartened to learn his mother would be keeping all of the bedroom doors open overnight while his father was away with his sister. This way she could hear if they needed anything, or were in danger. The two boys were reluctant, but knew that arguing would just cause more problems for them. The youngest boy's room was at the end of a long hallway. While laying in bed with the door open, he could see down a portion of the hallway, would often stare at it as he drifted off to sleep. On the first night, after his brother and mother had gone to sleep, the youngest glared unfocused down the hall. Gradually, he saw something moving. Being half awake, he lay there, observing the movement, unable to process what he was seeing. At first, it just seemed to be shadows moving along the walls, and the street lights shining through the trees. The shadows then started moving towards the bedrooms. 
A slight shock of alert hit the boy when the shadow took on the shape of a man. As the male figure continued down the hall, he felt a calm wash over him when he reasoned that it was just his father coming to look in on him and his brother. When the figure stopped in front of his door, the boy noticed it was wearing brown leather shoes that were unlike any shoes he had seen before. They seemed very old-looking, but were very shiny. Alarm set back in as he registered that his father not only did not have shoes resembling anything like this type of shoe, but was on a boat with his sister on its way to Catalina Island and could not possibly be home. The brown-shoed shadow stood still in the doorway, seeming to gaze at the boy with its non-existent eyes. Though no expression could be deciphered by the boy, he felt anger and hatred pouring from the doorway where it stood. After a couple minutes of agonizing anticipation, the figure faded away, shiny brown shoes and all. Again, the experience was kept from the rest of the family. A few years passed with no appearances, and the family continued their lives. But on a bright summer day in 2002, the middle brother would have his own hair-raising encounter. He returned home just before noon after staying the night at a friend's house find the property empty. He made plans to go back out with other friends, and so a shower and a change of clothes were in order. After showering and adorning a new set of clothes, he began to spike his hair. As he stared into the mirror with the determination of getting each spike perfect, he noticed something in the reflection that looked like a person, peeking out from the doorframe. When he turned to investigate, there was nothing there. The teen boy took a step out into the hall to make sure it wasn't his older sister attempting to scare him. Still, there was nothing. The house was silent, and the boy decided his mind was playing tricks on him, so he walked back to the restroom and continued to style his hair. While putting the final touches on his masterpiece, again, something in the reflection of the doorway caught his eye. Focusing on the reflection this time, instead of turning to the assumed empty hallway, he was shocked to see a young girl standing motionless in the middle of the doorway. Her hair was long, brown, and accentuated by the dark red of her dress, or jumper of sorts. She could not have been older than ten years of age. Fear took over his body when he looked at the little figure's face to see there was nothing, just a shadowy darkness where it should have been. The boy jumped to face the doorway, to again find nothing. He then decided to search the home, and started with a nervously shallow, Hello? to be answered with a young girl's singular, terrified whimper. Now chilled to the bone, the boy stood frozen in the hallway, only slightly moving his head to fearfully glance around him. Not wanting this to continue, and unsure of what to do, the boy quickly and with purpose gathered what he needed and fled to the safety of the outdoors. Now feeling secure outside, he realized the young girl, or whatever he just saw, seemed to be afraid of something, which only scared the boy more. Who or what could a faceless creature fear? Reluctant to be the subject of ridicule, the middle child kept his experience a secret. Only a few weeks later, the faceless child would make another appearance. On this occasion, making her presence known to both older siblings. Being able to stay home by themselves the brother and sister were excited to learn their parents were taking the youngest sibling with them on a weekend trip. The middle brother was excited to have a quiet and empty house, completely blocking out the encounter only weeks prior. 
but the older sister was too scared to sleep in a room alone without her parents' home, nagging her younger brother until he would stay in their parents' room with her. Around 1 a.m., as they lay in bed, the middle brother was annoyed at his sister's reluctance to sleep alone, was trying to ignore her as she watched TV to calm herself before she slept. As the boy was just getting comfortable, his sister jabbed him repeatedly, uttering his name with a loud whisper. What the hell do you want? He yelled at her after the barrage she had just laid upon him. After a few seconds of silence, she slowly replied in a voice filled with dread. There's something in the hallway. Shut up, he yelled back at her, suddenly remembering the figure he had seen before. You are not funny, he added as he pulled the covers over his head. I'm not kidding. There is a little girl in a red dress standing in the hall. She's just staring at us. The sister screamed, hoping her brother would believe and somehow protect her. Unaware, the brother was petrified at the description of what his sister was seeing. He did believe her, but he was unable to move or respond in any way other than yelling at her. Shut up! This lasted only for a couple minutes, but felt as if to be an eternity. Finally gathering a small amount of courage, the brother peeked out from under the blankets. Looking towards the hallway, he would catch a glimpse of the faceless girl one last time before she faded away, leaving an empty hallway once more. It would be hours before either of them would get any semblance of sleep that night. They had both seen the girl with no face and confirmed with each other she had long brown hair and was wearing a dark red dress that seemed to be of an upper-class child from some time in the early 1900s. They also agreed that though her presence was terrifying, she didn't seem to have any ill intent. This would be the last time the ghostly figures were seen by the children of the Stanmore family. A new family has since moved into the home, but have had no sightings. What motivations led these spirits to appear to the Stanmore siblings? Was the brown-shoed figure involved in something sinister with this young, faceless child? Were these souls lost in the swamps that used to engulf this city, and were now trapped between this side and the other? Is it possible these beings were invited into the home by a group of teens playing with forces they couldn't understand? Or could it be these were all imagined experiences, these siblings having a shared delusion of a small, well-dressed brunette girl lacking a face? With investigations only leading to more questions, for now, all that we know is there are mysterious beings watching us in the suburbs of what was once a desolate bog. <laughs>